Joining me now is comedian Sir Steve O'Timothy, who's known for his infamous Farmer Michael videos, who has racked up followers in their hundreds of thousands across social media. And I'm also joined by newcomer to the Farmer Michael saga, Roxy Goldby. But just before I chat to them, here is one of their clips. I'm not in great forum. Is this about your Facebook page? Sure, you got it back, Dad. It's, it's not about the Facebook page. It's about freedom of speech or freedom of speech is under attack by the governments and big corporations like Facebook and the Twitter machine. Sure, I, even the last day, I was down the shop and there was a black man in behind the counter. Yeah. And now I had to think before I said anything. And it's a strange old word when you can't think what I was thinking to say to him. And I had to treat him with respect. Now, I don't want to live in a world where you have to treat minorities and other people with respect. Dad, that's enough. I don't want to live in a world with no free speech. On the line, I'm joined by Sir Steve-O and Roxy Goldby. How is it going, lads? Hello, hello, Hi, hello. how are you? <laughs> Not so bad. Um, how are you doing? Grand, grand. Sitting out in Salt Hill enjoying the sunshine. Probably the only sunshiny day we'll have. Yeah, exactly. For the next uh, 17 years or something like that. So, so taking advantage of it. Making me jealous sitting in a Bakelite studio here in Flirt FM. Listen, it's been a roller coaster in so many ways this year, 2020, um, especially with the COVID gigs being cancelled, music gone yeah. off the walls. So, how have you been coping through it all, Steve? Uh, I suppose just trying to just trying to do the sketches and try to keep making people laugh and just like it's been a it's been. I suppose you have to look at the silver lining of it. Like, yeah, the gigs are cancelled and stuff and postponed, but you have to kind of use the time in other ways and try and, I suppose, get on with it. Yeah. And just find something new to be doing and messing around with different formats and different sketch ideas and just throwing stuff out there and see what sticks. Now, as you said there, there's a lot of new additions to the Farmer Michael world, let's say. So I know you have new characters coming. There's new styles of videos, but we have to introduce Mary Bridget. Now, for anyone that's been asking, Farmer Michael has Kathleen working on the farm around the clock. So Mary Bridget is kicking off things and trying to keep Farmer Michael um, on the right path. So, Roxy, what's it like been stepping into Mary Bridget's shoes? It's been mad. It's been great, actually. It has. It's been very, very good. It's been madness, but interesting all at the same time. A strange world, isn't A it? A very strange world. A strange world to be dragged into. Getting used to it, slowly, but surely getting used to it. You'll have to get used to the new name now from going from Roxy to Mary Bridget is going to be oh, a big transition. God, people are asking me all the while. People are calling me all the time. Mary Bridget. I'm like, oh, it's, Roxy. <laughs> it's just trying to find that line. And as you say that. So tell me, um, what can we expect from Mary Bridget in the new upcoming videos? Um, A lot of madness. So basically just trying to contain Farmer Michael, her father, as much as she can. Yeah. Basically. So it's just a lot of that, really. Yeah. Put me in my place. Well, attempting to put him in his attempting, place. Can yeah. you really put Michael in his place, in fairness? No one can. No. He is right. Everyone's wrong. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um the chaos might brush off a of Mary Bridget and maybe she'll start just joining in in the rants and the hatred. Oh, I think, I think yeah, she's going to give him a few hashtags along the way. 
Yeah, minor be, heart failures. Yeah, a little heart attack in the Jesus, yeah. I'm proud of you. I say she'll probably give, well, she will give as good as she gets. Yeah. She's yeah. just, see, the thing with Mary Bridget, she's very strong willed and very stubborn like her father. Yeah. So it's going to counteract. It's going to be clashes. Yeah. And so what's that like between, say, Mary Bridget and Roxy then? Is that, are you very much like that in real life? Or? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I said, my own father, a few heart attacks along the way for many years. Yeah, she's stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I'm stubborn as well. So love, love it. Love it, love it, love it. In one of the videos, um, Mary Bridget's learning how to drive, and this is one of the clips that we have from it as well. Like me, angry Mary Bridget. Yeah, I'm, I'm the most patient man in the world. I will teach you to drive like no other man is, and I will be calm and relaxed through it all. Jesus Christ, Mary Bridget, when you watch out, you're gonna kill your man in the car. For Jesus' sake, look at the child! You're not meant to knock down children, for Jesus' sake, Mary! What? Will you stop? Oh my God! Drive on, will ya? Brand new to the videos where Farmer Michael is doing a bit of teaching. (laughs) I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to remain calm, but that's Michael being calm right there. <laughs> I genuinely don't think so. I think that's just him about to burst a blood vessel, even that's though calm as calm. like my reaction, there was no accident that that was my general reaction as if to say, shut up. Yeah. And let me concentrate. Because it was his car. So I was nervous even sitting behind the wheel of his yeah, car. Yeah, she anyway. was. She was a nervous wreck anyway. So that was fun. It added to the, the realism of it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, this is what you like to keep doing. You've said from the very get-go, Steve, about keeping realism in your videos. And it's it's yeah. never kind of differed away. Um, is there ever anything that you kind of feel like maybe you shouldn't have done or have touched on that you might have needed to change? No, not really. There's no topic that's off. Well, there's a few in my head like that I wouldn't say out. But usually everything is everything is open to... Everything's open to satire if it's done carefully enough. There's a stigma around certain things and some people don't want to talk about certain taboo subjects. If you do it carefully enough, it's grand because you're not making fun of the topic of the video. You're making fun of my interpretation of it. And then there's the, the, the whole aspect of trying not to get it wrong let's say for farmer michael he hasn't he's a bit clueless he's smart but he's clueless at the same time yeah 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 he can he can he can go back and forth like if i'm doing a video about something very controversial i'll say things under my breath which are my actual views you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean so michael there, oh should the blacks have will it and then i'll go back to it again really quick so i'll just kind of burst neil burst out for a few little seconds under breath comments and Roxy what do you think of this do you think this is like worrying for you to be stepping into this world or is it just natural um I don't find it worrying really because like you said it's like Farmer Michael is a character his views are his views we have our very own different views and I just tend not to read any comments anyway so I kind of avoid that section of it yeah so I don't really have much worry about it, so to be fair. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That That's the way to go. Like, you know, and if it's a thing you don't want to watch, then simply move on to the next video or don't watch it all. Yeah. Sort of. So many people out there on the internet, they can't just accept that they don't like it. They have to make it known and tell every as much people as they can that they don't like it as well. That's the 
the thing with social media. They're completely afraid then to say something themselves, you know, they can hide yeah, behind yeah. the keyboard, but not necessarily course, go yeah. out and be outspoken. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The keyboard warriors. That's I think sure. that a lot of them are just, they're pissed off that a cripple that was nearly dead can go out and give it all and they won't even do it and they sit at home doing nothing all day and they're able-bodied and well, you know what I mean? So it's just like, they see in me what they wish they'd done themselves. Yeah, true. You're starting a conversation in lots of ways, but then when you're taking it to tour as well, which I'm sure a lot of the new stuff is always the material for a new tour and getting everything going. Yeah, yeah. The touring is the good part of it, but it's the tough part of it as well because you have the stress of like organizing the tour, selling the tickets, you know what I mean? Trying to get everything up and running and worry and, you know, because it'll all, it'll all fall on me if it goes belly up. Yeah. It's it's tough going, but will we expect to see you back on tour when all this pandemic, you know, oh, brushes off? Absolutely, yeah. It, We're dying. Doing my first tour with him, really. Yeah. So yeah, I can't and if wait. you if you fail, you're fired. Uh, yeah, sure. You won't Straight away. You're stuck with me now. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be brilliant. The big red has already started and I haven't even went on the road. <laughs> you should have. No, you should have. Reduce so, <laughs> This is going to be so strange for you as well, Roxy, because, you know, there's travel. Well, I know you have uh, connections to England. You were living in Wales for a while, am I right? Yeah, I was living there for eight years from two... Wales is not in England, Christ Jesus. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was living there from when I was 12 up until I was 20. So, yeah, I was living there for the last eight years. In fairness, the Farmer Michael Show and Friends, they make it to across Wales and Liverpool and Scotland. So yeah, this is going know, to be... I'm mad even, because I have a lot of friends, obviously, that I still connect with over in Wales. And they're all sending me snaps going, this isn't you. Like, yeah, it's just mad when you think how where we have fans, yeah. It's just but the last place I thought would be like the valleys over in Wales, (laughs) the Bulgars Valleys of Wales, yeah, yeah. And there you are, yeah, your face, your cars is there, (laughs) (laughs) everywhere, even on mugs. And it's only the start. It's going to get more and more. So you've boarded the train, so you've got to plow on through with it now. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Pun intended. Uh, uh, Literally. (laughs) So listen, I want to go back to earlier on the summer. You've done a massive achievement where you raised 63,500 euros for the Irish Wheelchair Association. Yeah, the money was only resting in my account, though. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I done a cycle, a five-kilometer cycle for the Irish Wheelchair Association, and I'm kind of proud of it. More proud of the fact that I didn't die. Right. Okay. For anyone that doesn't know, um, explain your situation that you are paralysed and you require on crutches. Yeah, I've been complete paraplegia, so I had a spinal injury 15 years ago, and I walk with crutches. So, yeah, it was a bit of a change to get up on a bicycle and cycle five kilometers, but. I managed to do it. I was down it a good bit because the furthest we had done up until then was, I think it was seven laps of the track and I had to do 12 and a half. So I was like, I was very nervous that day that like I wouldn't complete it. And then obviously it was one of the hottest days of the year and I was meant to do it at 12. So we had to push that back to, I think it was eight o'clock. I think we'd done it or something like that. Yeah, it was like an that. evening as far as I remember. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do it at 12. It was the heat that day was unbelievable like so 
you did do well. But where did the idea come from just to get up and go? Was it just through boredom, through lockdown, or was it just something that you wanted to achieve? A bit of both. The Irish Wheelchair Association contacted me and asked me would I share something or something. And I said, like, I'll do you one better. I'll organize something myself. And I was going to do, like, two and a half kilometers cycle on my exercise bike and do it live. And then I thought, like, no, that's kind of cheating people that are donating. So I said, I'll do it on a bicycle. And I'll do it down in the pitches, down in the running track. And I was just mad the amount of support. Like, we got more support and more money, I think, from people in the UK than in Ireland, which is weird. Shout outs by English people like Tyson Fury, Gary Lineker, Andrew Flintoff, Ricky Hatton, all these people. Like, you know, so now we did get a few shout outs from Irish celebrities as well, like uh, Paul McGrath people like that. And Seamus Coleman, of course, the Everton and Ireland captain. So... It was good, but got some more support in from English people for the Irish Wheelchair Association, which is weird. Weird, but yet so apt. But, it, you know, it, it's strangely apt because you are known basically worldwide. You know, you've hit newspapers and you've hit, you know, websites. So it is a thing that the support will flood in all around. And that's yeah, the important yeah. thing that we all kind of band together and support people in need, especially during a pandemic there where yeah. charities are suffering as well as the entertainment oh, sector. Charities are, yeah, charities are nearly going to the wall because they can't do their collections in usual crowded places. You know, they thrive on being out there in supermarkets and outside churches and stuff. And when all that's not happening, they're struggling. I know this did require intense training. As you said there, you did work your way up. But like, what did you have to do mentally and physically? Now, I know physically it was getting up on the bike and you were trying to get reach kind of day by day goals because I know you did have help from a trainer, Derek Hurley. So what did he yeah. have to do to get you moving? Kick my hole. <laughs> a few times. No, I suppose it was just it was just a matter of making sure I was well stretched out, practice on the exercise bike, get me out on the bike any dry day that came. And then we graduated to getting out on the track itself. And I suppose, like, I was doubting it up until I got on the bike and started cycling. And everyone cheering going around the track. And it was like, right, I'm going to be able to do this. But there was one shady moment where someone said that I was on the 10th lap. Right. And then I think it was Sarah that came up beside me and said, no, it's the ninth. And I was like, oh, Jesus. You know, <laughs> That's all you needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just after adding another lap onto what I thought because you know mentally you're all right three and a half to go three and a half to go three and two and a half to, you know you're counting down so when that extra lap was added on I was like oh damn so yeah <laughs> it was tough it was tough yeah because I remember when you came off the bike and just fell down but there was pride there was a, there was a heartwarming aspect to see the achievement that you've just done from the locals in the area they were social oh, distant yeah. by the way and you know there was all this support just, the majority of people were there from the west side and that's where I'm from and that's where my roots are and that's where I'm, I'm proud to be from west side and it was all those people that who turned out. Like you didn't see many people that I expected to be there. Like the mayor wasn't there. No one really gave a shit from anything else. You can't walk and I can barely stand for long periods and I cycled a bike. My people came out to watch me and that was the important thing. No, and Jamie was there, of course, my brother. He was cheering yeah. at every lap like so. That was nice. I, I was near Jamie and the support and the pride he had for you. You can see yeah. that equal bond there that, you know, he's oh, there with you. I was trying to cry every time I passed him. 
I could hear him going like, go on, Stephen. And I was like, oh, Jamie, don't. Well, get me going more. Uh, that's good. There's nothing like the support like that. And it's amazing. Plus, the achievement and the family supports just make it that worthwhile. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, I know you have new characters um, introduced. I want to talk to you about uh, Sergeant Julian Murphy. So tell us about the idea of this character. Uh, everyone does a Garda character in Ireland. And I was going to do one myself, but everyone always does the thick, hick, redneck, bogger guard. And I was just like, I was thinking of doing it for a while and I was there, but it's too close to Michael. And I was like, why not do a kind of a camp guard? Because I don't think it's been done. Everyone always does the thick, like, do you have tax on insurance? You know, you step out of the car. And I was thinking, no, I just, I just twist it around altogether and I'll do a kind of camp guard. I think it is just add to the innuendo, of course. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's kind of like, obviously it's camp 80s kind of British style humour, but, yeah. you know, it makes people laugh, it makes people laugh, you know, so. But, well, in fairness, viewers have seen the first video and it, it is absolutely funny. And we're going to expect more uh, trials of the guard, uh, the detective sergeants, I should say, to become more frequent over time. Oh, definitely. Brilliant. Now, um, actually, on the other line, I have Sergeant Julian Murphy and um, he, he wants to make himself known. So we better have a, a quick chat to him, if you don't mind, Steve. How are you, Chris? How are you, How are you keeping? How's things, Julian? Or Sergeant Julian Murphy? Uh, you can call me Julian. I'm fine with that. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Your grant. Are you sure now? <laughs> How's the radio going? It's going well. It's going well. Listen, never mind me. I want to talk about yourself. Um, tell us what it's going to be like um, getting to the bottom of things in Galway. Well, I moved to Ca- uh, Galway from Carlow, and I think it's just, it's going, to be brutally honest, Chris, it's going tits up crime-wise. And I'm here to put people in their place because everyone is breaking the law up here. There's jaywalking, there's shoplifting, everything. And I'm here to put them in their place. And they want to get used to me because I will be locking up a lot of them. And what forces will you introduce? Oh, handcuffs. Beatings. I don't care. If you're breaking the law, I'll take the law into my own hands. Very good. Is COVID-19 causing you less action down the barracks? Uh, I always get a bit of action down the barracks, Chris. You know me yourself. <laughs> so there's plenty of action going down. But uh, no, it's been quiet. But out, out, on, uh, out on the beat now, it's, it's, it's a lot noisier. What's your favourite thing about arresting people? I suppose it's seeing them cry in court when they get jailed. <laughs> Really, I like, to, I like to see the tears rolling down their cheeks. What is the most outrageous object you have had to confiscate from people? Uh, let me think about that one now. It was probably at the time a lad uh, from Car Park had a bicycle wheel down his pants in Air Square. Oh, wow. And I had to go in myself and get it with my rubber gloves on. All right. Okay. That, I bet that was a big chore to do. Oh, it was, yeah, but we don't, uh, it's not spoken about much. Fair enough. What is your most overall message to the people of Galway now that you're policing the streets? Well, I'd just like to say to the people of Galway that you've nothing to worry about as long as you're obeying the law. Otherwise, you'll have me to deal with. Sergeant Julian Murphy, I won't take any more of your time for today and I'll leave you two back to the policing the streets. Go on, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sorry about that, Steve. I did promise him to have him on in a certain time. And you know what? These sergeants. Oh, no, no. Uh, he's nice, uh, Julian. I ran into him a few times. All right. 
definitely does seem like he's he'll crack the whip very much so Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I say he'd only love to crack a few whips. Oh, <laughs> that's for sure. Listen, so but before I let you go, I have to talk about the video that you've just put up there in the last couple of weeks of the the Christmas uh, John Lewis say spoof advert. But it it really does target loneliness at Christmas. It it's real heartwarming and it's it's heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah, I just I had the idea just doing something around a pub being closed and like my good friend Chris Corbett he runs uh, Cook's Bar so I said to Chris like can we use the bar for to do a video and he said yeah and I wasn't sure where I was going with it really until we started kind of filming and then it kind of came it kind of came clear in my head what I wanted and I wanted to show the kind of isolation and the loneliness of a of an old man really that has no social outlet only the pub and that's gone from him now of course, and yeah. show the sadness of him getting ready to go to the pub, no one there, and then I wanted it like I wanted to end it sadder, but I just thought you have to give a bit of hope in these ads as well. So mm. he goes home, his wife is there, and his wife pours him a nice pint of Guinness, and she kisses him on the head, and he breaks down. So I wanted to give it a bit of hope as well, and I think the, just when I put the music to it as well, it kind of it all kind of came together really, and it was kind of like I remember when we watched it, and we were like. Jesus. Come Even now when I watch it, I get tingles myself and I made the damn thing. But it's not in an ego way, but just kind of because it is very touching. And it's touching as well to see, I suppose, me. I look very sad in it and I look kind of lost. And it yeah. kind of mirrored a bit of life there in the last few months. So it kind of, it touched me even more, I think. Like even the response I had off my friends, I, everybody Snapchat me with tears down their face going, God damn you, Roxy. Yeah. Why do you make me watch this? Like it's crazy. <laughs> France is nuts. And the good news is we're doing a follow-up. Yeah. That was my next question. You can, I think you've read my script virtually. I don't know how you've done that, but are you going to do other videos in the same regard with heart-hitting topics? Yeah, I'm going to do another one about uh, job losses through COVID and the denial of that, and the I suppose the dealing with a guy who's lost his job and lost his income, lost his purpose in life. So that's the next one. Yeah, it, it it's tough. It really is tough, but it's just the times we are living in. You know, it's yeah, some yeah. new some new times that we didn't think we'd ever see with the pandemic. Oh, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever thought we'd live through something like this? Like, well, live through it, living in it. Living in it, yeah. yeah we haven't yeah. met it through it yet. Let's hope we do. Well, there is news of the, the vaccine and that coming, so well, we can we hope... we'll, we'll get through it. Humans are highly adaptable. We, we, you know, we'll get through it. Now, you have merchandise available with all your usual slogans on it. He's fond of a pint and he's not an alcoholic and all this kind of stuff. I think I've gotten it wrong, but... Uh, more or less, yeah. It's from uh, Giddy Goat Clothing. They've decided to uh, stock our merchandise. So we'll be adding new things to that as well soon enough. And, you know, I try, we, we're just starting with the kind of classic quotes. and But there'll be newer quotes as well to come. And just things that we find that people... That people would like to have, you know, especially Christmas. Like, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm just fond of a pint, you know, it's, yeah. and it's in the shape of a pint. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I just send them the, 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 like, the quotes and they, they put it together and they're, they're geniuses at doing it. Like. And I also have to mention that you've got back in stock because uh, it's high demand, your glorious guide to Everninton. Yeah, book. yeah. <laughs> we're selling, we're, we got a, a few, uh, a few boxes of it back uh, published again for uh, Christmas. So, and uh, I'm signing every 
every copy sold, either signing it, just a generic signature, or that I personally sign it with a message as well. So the special dedication, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And for more information on that book, you can go to bookhubpublishing.com. You can check out all the latest videos and merchandise through your website, I believe, sirstevotimothy.com, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and on the Facebook page, Sir Steve Timothy, and YouTube, Sir Steve Timothy, and everything. Just Google me and I'll come up anyway. We'll find you. We'll hunt you down like birds of prey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Roxy and Steve-O, thanks a million for coming on and chatting to me today. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Chris. We appreciate Thank it. You. When this all blows over, this pandemic, we'll have you in studio for a, a new chat and we'll chat more oh, about probably. gigs and dates and when things yeah. go back to normality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Brilliant. Thanks, lads. Take it easy. Bye, Thank Chris. You. Bye, bye. Bye-bye.